Welcome back to the Gory Details Horror Show. Holy shit, it has been a long time. Since it was our summer break. Our best excuse. Yep, so we're going to have to uh, launch into this because I know we have waited a long time, but we're actually in a bit of a rush. So (laughs) our first episode back is going to be short as fuck. Sorry about it. Uh, Okay, so for this episode, we're going to discuss Evil Dead, the remake, not Mm -hmm. the original. We'll get to that eventually, but I recently saw the remake with my buddy Dante um, for the second time. It's just, I I first saw it when it first came out in like 2013, Mm -hmm. but how about you? How many times have you seen it now? About four or five. Four or five. So you are very familiar with this. Okay, so... As a recap, uh, spoiler alerts, of course, Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, there's a lot of elements that are similar to the original Evil Dead, but actually it's kind of funny because some of it's also some references to the sequel as well. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of references in the movie, right? There's a lot. A ton ton of references that took me a while to catch on to. Yeah, like the the car in the movie, um, the original... (laughs) Evil Dead, the one that uh, Bruce Campbell has, or is it the second one? Whichever one it is, um, I believe that's the car that they're sitting on outside. It's all beat up. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, that's all yeah. that part. That's a reference, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, and they got the um, the deer head in the cabin, and there was there was some other, and they brought back the the tree rape. Yeah, the tree rape was a big part. Oh, man, that was exciting. I was so happy that they brought that back. But there were also some interesting changes. Uh, When I first saw the movie, I thought that the addiction angle was, I don't know, I guess it it kind of annoyed me the first time I saw it, because I was, I thought it was like, um, like just like a a cheap plot point, like a kind of a... A good excuse for them to go into the cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like when I watched it the second time... Uh, I actually thought it was like a really, it, it was clever because it it did give them that excuse of any time she started acting weird, they could legitimately be like, oh, she's just going through withdrawals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, what? That is so, that's what I was going to point out. Like, they literally, it was the most cliche kind of weird point to even add that she was a drug addict, but the best excuse to say, like, oh, she's only going through withdrawals. Like, this is the perfect excuse. We're going to ignore the fact that she's being fucking possessed at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a certain point where withdrawals become demon possession, but I know they can get pretty nasty and you can hallucinate and freak out. But, um, yeah, so... The withdrawals, I, I, not the withdrawal, sorry, the the idea of her going out to the woods to kick it, um, that's, I'm kind of obviously like circling my mind background because <laughs> we haven't done this in a while, but that compared to the idea of them going out to like party and have fun, that was also a little bit of a, a little bit of a twist of them kind of turning the tropes on their head of instead of them going out to party and have a good time, they're, like, going out for an actual serious reason, even though she doesn't know it at first. And then, like, it's in the worst place to do. It's, like, a family, like, cabin, too, that has, like, some, I guess, bad memories I think it had. I don't 
No. I mean, they had a lot of pitchers. I don't remember if anything bad happened there. I mean, obviously something bad happened there. Yeah. But how... That is interesting. So it's a family cabin, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So does that mean that the family's never gone out there? Because, like... No, they could have at least noticed what the hell is in the basement of the cabin. Right, that's around it. That's what I'm saying. Like, if... if, Because there's pictures in the cabin. So someone had been... Like, the family had been there at some point. But there were still, yeah, like, stinky, dead cats. So I don't know if maybe... No, because they didn't... The people who ended up burning the girl at the beginning of the movie, they they didn't look like they were modern times, right? It looked no. kind of old-timey. I'm guessing that the cabin was already, like, kind of haunt, like a haunted area before the family moved in. And, like, it's at this point when the withdrawals are kicking in, she's getting possessed, and it really kicks in. Because I'm guessing from the withdrawals, her, as they say, soul is weakened because mm-hmm. her whole... Body is like shorting out, which also like taking away from her, which makes the demon possession easier to get into. Which I'm guessing, like that's what the uh, creator kind of wanted us to figure out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Where I was confused though is like, so she could smell death because there are all the dead cats downstairs, and they could smell it once they started to actually pay attention, and when they went downstairs, obviously. But if that did if the first girl got burnt down there and it was it looked like it was like turn of the century didn't it or like older yeah. and if it was then that doesn't make sense that it would still smell or if it did still smell it wouldn't make sense that the family would have vacationed there and never noticed the smell or never explored the basement yeah cuz then like well all the dead cats looked like they were still fresh at that point when they went to go like take them all out the basement cuz mm-hmm. then if the cats had been there like before the family moved in there wouldn't be literally any smell or any bodies on there but it looks like this whole family had infiltrated before like after the fact the family like abandoned like the cabin to the present time where the movie takes place it seems like they kind of invaded the space and the girl was killed down there as, you know, an area where she wouldn't be found. Mm-hmm. When I'm, I mean, the only thing I think would even make sense is if these people just knew that the cabin was uninhabited because the family wasn't there. That's what I'm thinking, too. Maybe they just know that they weren't there and they thought the cabin was abandoned. So they're using it, like, as a place to do, like, this killing mm-hmm. that would never be found. And they didn't expect for somebody to come back. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's that makes sense. Uh, I don't know why. I, also, they just kind of left the Necronomicon behind. Yeah, who would, like, that's the most important thing to bring back is a neck. I hate, that was the worst part of the movie. I mean, they took the time to wrap it in barbed wire, but they didn't take the time to bury it or something, get rid of it. Obviously, that you can't burn it, but, like, they didn't even put any thought and maybe, like, putting some weights on it. And Unless dropping somebody it was going to come back. Oh, you think? Yeah, I probably may have, like, maybe came back. Since this place has been, like, what happens if another thing like this occurs? Let's leave it down there. Because they didn't clean up any of the mess, neither. So either you cannot remove, like, any of that sacred space or think bad things will happen. Or it's the fact that they were going to come back later on. Even then, I mean, like, they had to know that the family was going to come back at some point. 
And they're just leaving like an evil book downstairs with a bunch of dead cats. Just a thing of like, LOL, fuck you. This is what we did. <laughs> Man, we're really talking a lot about this. <laughs> this is a very random point. So the girl ends up essentially by the end becoming Ash. That was Mia, right? Mm-hmm. Played by Jane Levy, who I don't... Oh, she was in Don't Breathe. Okay, I was like trying to think of what else she's been since then. Uh, Don't Breathe was, was a good movie. Did you see that one? Nope. Oh, that's the one that, um, I think that's the one that they break into. Blind Guy's House. I saw the yeah. previews, but I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, it was, I liked it. I thought it was good. What, you're, you're making a Because I've been so out of the loop. I've just been working my butt off. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay the bills, right? Right. Dollar, dollar bills, <laughs> y'all. But the actress, um, I, I was, um, uh-oh, they're the bad habits, I was commenting to Dante about how the actress was actually really good in that mm-hmm. movie. She but, was very good. Like, I don't know about, like, the actress herself, but just her playing that whole character, it seemed like she was better off playing that character and, like, everyone else was kind of adapting to her in a way. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was just, like, the anchor of the movie in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, and... How she played the possession stuff was, like, eerie. Obviously, it's supposed to be. It's a horror movie. But, man, she was really fucking good at it, you she know? She was fucking crazy at it. She like, was, like, I thought, like, this was, look? like, some CGI character that they're, like, mm-hmm. created. But it's just all her. It's like, oh, well, shit. Like, mm-hmm. that look. I love the um, when she first gets possessed and she's uh, in her bed and her brother goes and sits down next to her. She's got those bulging fucking eyes, you know what I mean? <laughs> She's, like, looking at him, like, like that. I think my favorite possession part was when she was, like, in the basement. Like, her head's just hanging out and, like, a little crack in the floor. And she's just, like, tapping her fingers. That was probably the scariest part that she had played in the whole movie. Like, that whole scene <laughs> giving me night has given me nightmares ever since. <laughs> Even beyond the uh, the licking the blade, huh? Okay. That only made me want to split my tongue. Oh, yeah, you know, I've seen people do that. That's like a bisected tongue. Uh-huh. It's better than a bisected penis, I guess. That's a thing. That is a real thing. I've I've sadly seen videos of that. Someone in college showed me a video of like some guy with like a bisected penis like masturbating and there's jazz playing in the background. Uh-huh. Jazz yeah. music plays meme. <laughs> yeah, and then is that what is that a thing? There's a meme for like jazz music stops, but then like you just say jazz music plays. It's a meme for that. Oh, I mean this was when I was in college, so this was eight years ago. So I don't know if it's been a meme for that long. Yeah, I'm a little older. But yeah, man, it was a weird video and then he like he came through the hole between oh my God. the bisected penis. Movie! <laughs> I can't deal with this. <laughs> I thought you were into kinky stuff. That's not kinky. That's Pan Olympics type shit. I'm not in that. I don't know. He wasn't hurting himself at that point. I think like once that happens, it heals up and you know it doesn't hurt anymore. I don't know. Whatever. So yeah. Hey, it was a gross movie too, man. It was so funny, though. My my buddy Dante was just laughing his dick off the whole time. <laughs> he was just laughing so hard and just yelling at the TV yeah, and it's laughing. A, it's a scary movie, but it has this, like, really funny points. Like, I find horror kind of funny. Oh, yeah. So, like, everything that was supposed to be, like, cringy, scary. Like, there's a part where the guy pulls, like, a needle out of his eye. 
I'm afraid of needles, but that was fucking hilarious. It's just like slowly pulling out this long needle. I'm like, ooh, that's gonna fucking hurt because it's funny. <laughs> that shit was so gross. But um, yeah, it's kind of like the but um, there we go again. It's kind of like in the original and especially the sequel. It's always been a little tongue in cheek. The gore was over the top, and I feel like in the in the first one kind of they realized that they were making a bit of a sticky movie mm-hmm. and in this in the sequel obviously it was a sticky movie i also like that there was that reference from like evil dead to army of darkness at the <laughs> end when she gets the chainsaw hand oh my gosh yes that's when you realize that she's ash oh you my know gosh. like that's her character because uh, the whole time she's the possessed girl in the you know, in the basement. And then she becomes the hero. After they summon the devil's bitch. <laughs> yeah, man. I, You know, I was trying to figure out, because I couldn't, with all the blood and gook, I couldn't figure out um, goop. Gook is a racial slur. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know that. It's a little shit. <laughs> with all the blood and goop. Yeah, that's what they used to call the Vietnamese during oh. uh, the Vietnam War. They used to call them gooks. Jesus. Yeah, so there's a lot of blood and goop. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Um, blood. Yeah, so I couldn't tell if the uh, demon was the same actress. Or different, was a different actress. Act- okay, it was a different actress. Because they looked similar. She had bigger chest. Oh, you noticed that, huh? Mm-hmm. Big old boobies. <laughs> yeah. I I love also, and when I say love, I mean it kind of annoyed me. Uh, so, like, not literal love. The guy with the glasses who initially summoned the demon, how it took him, like, half the fucking movie to tell them what was going on. Right. He's over here reading this random-ass book, thinking it's, like, a fucking encyclopedia or something. He's like, oh, this is cool. Oh, this is some fucked up shit. But then he, like, etched and exactly. read the, you know, he, like, put in the work. But... I mean, he kept going back to the book and seeing what was happening in real life described in the book. And it wasn't until, like, the fourth or fifth event that he was like, oh, by the way, I summoned a demon. <laughs> That's what's happening. Because, like, it, it gets to the point where, like, they realize something supernatural is going on, but they still don't know what's going on. And he's the only one who, like, actually knows what's going on, and he just neglects to say anything. Because he knows he's the one who fucked up. Oh, Basically, the no- he knows he fucked up, and at this point, I don't know how many people died before he like told anybody. Well, the girl, I think his girl that sliced died. his her face. I don't, I, I don't know if that was his girlfriend or just some some girl that he was trying to bang. But she, she sliced her face, and then he smashed her head in. So that was one. Um, then the girl obviously was possessed already. So, I mean, mm-hmm. she's not dead, dead, but that's two. And then I think it's somewhere after the main character, well, not the main character, the main guy's girlfriend cuts off her arm. I think that's when he mentions it. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, like that shit was gory too. That was fucking disgusting. And Just like, takes a turkey cutter. Oh, uh, let's do this. <laughs> oh, I like, I love, like, drops. Like when she yeah. like turns like when they come up and she turns around and it's like I think she said like oh I feel better or something and it like drops to the ground you're like oh that's and that's the thing too is you know, for the, the original trilogy was like such over the top 
like cartoonish looking gore. And in this one, it was over the top gore, so you still were like, haha, because but it was like realistic looking gore. Very realistic gore. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so the gore was good. Uh it was it had its place though. It didn't feel like like you've seen Cabin Fever, right? No. What Okay, so that was uh an Eli Roth movie. So like Green Inferno and what else did he do? He's done a bunch of horror movies. Um, so, well, anyway, Cabin in the Woods was one of his earlier movies. And it was kind of gross, but it was also kind of slapsticky. Mm-hmm. And then they did a, ca- uh, ca- sorry, a Cabin Fever, not Cabin in the Woods, Cabin Fever. And then they did a Cabin Fever remake. And that movie was just like gore porn, like gore for the sake of gore instead of like furthering the plot gore it was just really uncomfortable to watch and i feel like the evil dead remake had a similar level of gore but the tone was different like it felt like the gore was part of the scare and part of the fun of the movie Mm -hmm. like it was over the top in a way that was like engaging instead of just being sadistic you know like seeing the girl like um, or, uh, yeah, the girl, like, covered in nails and shit Jesus with a missing arm. Christ. You're like, okay, that's that's over the top, but it's, like, fun over the top. <laughs> it's not just, like, disturbing over the top. Right. You know? I mean, there's, like, a fine line between, uh, like, torture porn movies and, like, horror movies with a lot of gore. And this fell on the side of, like, just horror movies with gore. Just just uh, kind of. At least there's a purpose to the gore. Like, mm. in a way, like, maybe they were, like, trying to put satire on, like, the comedy gore that was in the original. Mm-hmm. And, like, hey, we have better visual effects. Let's make it more comical. But, you know, make it look super realistic so people don't know how to feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, when she pukes blood on her friend, it's, you know, <sighs> it's that, like, big old, okay, it's, every, it's over the top. Every Demon Possession movie has some fucking chick or guy throwing up on somebody. Yeah, throwing up is gross. People shouldn't do that. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> they just, just avoid vomiting. Unless you're fucking binge drinking. Yeah, well, that's your fault. <laughs> that's no, no sometimes else's. it's cool because when you chug, like, do the um, beer chug and there's so much, like, carbonation and foam that you just got to barf. Like, I've seen a guy Ugh. on, like, Facebook chugging, like, a beer that he did, like, that he's just mowing his lawn. He's just, like, throwing up on his side. His mom was like, Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> No, that's disgusting. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. So they were in discussions of doing a sequel to the remake. And apparently it got pushed back and it got pushed back. And people weren't sure if they were going to do it. And I guess the director put out a tweet earlier this year that he was saying, you know, what movie should I do next? And the first option was... I don't know if he did, uh, God, so he either did the Don't Speak movie or uh, the Quiet Place movie. It's something with a quiet in it. You know what I mean? I forgot which one it was. But he's like, the sequel to this one, uh, the sequel to the Evil Dead remake, or Stop Making Movies. (laughs) (laughs) So, but the one that won the poll was the Evil Dead remake sequel. That's a mouthful. So there is still the hope 
of the sequel being alive, which I think would be interesting because now she's got chainsaw hand, a little experience under her belt. I wonder if they're going to follow in the footsteps of the original and just do like a sequel reboot like they did in the original because like I think people forget that the sequel is kind of like a soft reboot sequel. But then again, you know, it's modern. It's like based in modern times. So it's like, oh, so I'm just going to figure out that these people are missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're going to investigate because everybody knows where they went. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, sh- I'm sure she'll tell people, you know. And send it to a psych ward. <laughs> uh, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, maybe. They'll just say that she was like, you know, the drug withdrawal drove her crazy. And then she, maybe she can get the insanity plea. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But... Point being, if they make a sequel, it'd be funny if they just jumped to the third one and just threw an army of darkness. Okay. <laughs> threw her into med- medieval times with a chainsaw hand. Speaking of remake, how are we going to explain the raining blood? What, at the end of the movie? Yeah, like, does it ever disappear? Does it just stay? I, I think it just stay. I think there's just blood everywhere. So, does, like, is it in just that general area? Is it everywhere? I don't know. I don't know. Because it was, like, I think it was localized. Because somebody's going to notice that shit from, like, a distance. Well, I mean, they're apparently in a very remote area because they drive out quite a while before they find the washed out bridge. So it seems like it's on a very, very remote patch of land. But who knows, man? I don't know. They didn't really get into it after the movie. So, I mean, that's most movies. You wonder, like, how things are wrapped up afterwards. Like, they have, um, what was, there was, like, a, I think a YouTube video or something where it was, like, a rom-com or something. It was, like, the end of the rom-com movie. And then it kept going, and it showed, like, what happened afterwards. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, I heard of it. Okay, yeah, so it's, like, the guy, like, shows up, and she's about to leave on a plane, I think, to, like, go to a place to get a new job, and he, like, confesses that he loves her, and they walk off the plane, and everybody's clapping, and then it shows them, like, going out and getting a taxi, and they're, like, riding back, and she's, like... Oh shit! What am I gonna do for work? <laughs> and then it just starts spiraling. It's like that was very impulsive, <laughs> and then it just starts going in that direction. Jesus. Yeah, it's funny, man. But like, yeah, I guess it's the same thing. Who knows, man? Someone's gonna have to clean up all that blood, I guess, and all the bodies. What killed me is that they were scared of a woman that's just crawling on the ground, like for good, for the portion that she was even in the movie, The Devil's Bitch. She was mm, just mostly. Mm dragging her ass everywhere i'm like i would have just stood up and stomped her head in at one point yeah i mean why wasn't she walking i have no idea no she was walking near the end because near the end but like in the beginning off her leg you know the girl mia but in the beginning like you could have just like as soon as you saw her getting out the ground you know you just knock a girl's head and like oh hell no get back down there she just dug herself out of hell give her some give her some room man i mean like she has to recover there's a a lot of work there's a difference between people here. There's the people that will stop it as soon as it's happening, and the people who will just watch and see what happens. Yeah. So you're saying she should have, like, 
kept like, maybe when she was coming they out knew of the ground, she was coming. They knew she was coming because after the last death, and they even announced it. They even knew like, okay, if this next like one more person dies, this bitch is gonna come out of somewhere. Well, they didn't know she was coming because the Mia got brought back to life. So I think that they thought that that stopped the cycle. But then they saw the blood rain, which was the sign that well, they... Mia did. Everyone oh, else Mia was did. dead at that point. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I was yeah, like, so she was by herself. So it's like you like she saw it happening. I'm yeah. just like, why didn't you kind of figure out, like, okay, you were technically the last death, so... Yeah. And that was, I was, I also, that was another, like, homage when the brother buried her and put the baggie over her head. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the original, remember? Mm-hmm. Put that baggie in the head, but I think it was, he had already decapitated her, I think. In the original? Yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. But the whole burying and then bringing her back, and then creating like a makeshift defibrillator which uh that's not really how defibrillators work anyway uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> apparently if i uh understand correctly like a movie misconception is that like defibrillators like restart your heart and if i remember correctly it actually just like regulates irregular heartbeats so like if your heart's already stopped i don't think it actually brings you back some cases there is some I, cases you could bring somebody's heartbeat back as long as like the brain doesn't like stop working a certain period of time. Like, you have like at least a minute or two. Oh no no no! I'm not saying that you can't bring somebody back once they die. I'm saying the defibrillator itself. Yeah, you I can think, use it. You can use can that you? too. Yeah, because I've heard of them just using um, adrenaline shots. Like, no, I think you can they... use a defibrillator too. There's been a couple oh, of hospital okay. cases where you can do that. Oh okay, because I know that like the um. Oh, the bassist or whatever, whoever from uh, Montley Crew, like he died in an ambulance, and they like the guy was like a fan, and he was like, "This guy's not gonna die," and he took like adrenaline. <laughs> I think that's where the song "Kickstart My Heart" came from. But yeah, so he used adrenaline though. Well, you need the adrenaline, and then you need the uh, defibrillator to like start the pump, the beat. So you need you need the defibrillators to start the uh, pump and the beat, you know, because once you insert the adrenaline it can't go anywhere in the bloodstream because you know there's no blood flowing through the veins so you need the fibula to actually start the heart in order to pump something through so it gets through to you okay all right that makes sense i think i'll, I'll go with it <laughs> i mean like <laughs> i'm not a fucking <laughs> i'm not a doctor <laughs> i think we all know that so okay so what else anything else about the the movie particularly that you liked or didn't like or all right, let me say this. Once again, this needle shit threw me all the way off. Like, the pulling out the needle <laughs> eye was hilarious, but I am deathly afraid of needles. I cannot watch a video where somebody sticks a needle in somebody, but just her stabbing him with it, like, threw me over the edge, and that little comic relief of him pulling out of his eye was so oh. cringy. I was like, oh, I hate needles, but this is pretty fucking funny, because it's, like, right under his eye, but, oh, like, still yeah. going through his eyeball. Mm. And, like, she got it, like, through his glasses, I think. So I think that was, like, one of my favorite memorable moments. I give point. that guy credit, man. He took a lot of damage in that movie. He took a lot. And, like, didn't, like, people think he was dead, and he just comes back. Yeah, because um, she was drowning her brother, and the the glasses dude like hit her with something, mm -hmm. and then died. But yeah, he I think and maybe because he felt responsible. <laughs> I don't know. He just had to kind of stick around and and see it through. I don't know. But well, and then he came back from the dead, and at the end, and got the brother. Did they have a pet in this movie? 
Yeah, poor dog. Okay, that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I almost die in horror movies a lot, especially like towards. That's the exactly what Dante said. He's like, "Oh, the animal's gonna die." And exactly, like, yeah. first the animal. Like, oh, they're dead. I feel so bad <laughs> when they kill dogs. Poor dogs. I like dogs. Obviously. <laughs> Did you um? You said you didn't get to. Wait, one really quick. Is there anything else on Evil Dead? No, but one more thing. <laughs> if you want to learn how to summon the devil's bitch, <laughs> this is the best movie to do that. Oh, well, yeah. Then It's got the Necronomicon, which uh, was a creation of H.P. Lovecraft. Yep. And it was, I still think the best version ever is the Evil Dead series. But, yeah. So that was, it's a really good movie. It's a good remake. Uh, if there's enough homage to the original that it doesn't spit on the original... I know that people get weird about, like, remakes and all that, but uh, I would say uh, Mia's, that character, the, I think I already pulled down the IMDb, but the actress, Jane Levy, there we go, her her performance was good enough to basically carry the entire movie, especially once she becomes possessed. So I would definitely highly encourage if you've already gone through the spoilers and you haven't seen it i would highly encourage seeing it also really quick um did you are you a fan of the band mushroom head no oh well they did a a song i think it's called we are the truth and the music video is also like an homage to evil dead and it's like they fit like the entire fucking movie into a music video, and they did such a good job. If you could get a chance, anybody out there, check out the Mushroom Head music video. You know, I don't know how they are with responding on social media. I should probably reach out and see if I can use that song maybe on the next podcast. That'd be kind of cool. Are they still around? Yeah, yeah. They um they they're on tour right now. Actually, they're oh. going to be in Chicago next month. I think. Yeah, so they're on tour right now. Um, I know that they just replace jeffrey nothing one of their singers they're always have different bandmates in and out and in and out whatever. that's what every band does nowadays yeah. nobody sticks around yeah so they they have they have like three different vocalists that they've had in and out sometimes <laughs> at one point they had all three vocalists at the same time it was it's weird anyway so evil dead remake great movie also We'll probably have to do it at some point on the show, but Hereditary, if you get a chance to see that, uh, I would say I'm going to put that in my top five all-time horror films. You're going to be mad at me. Why? I just saw It like the other day, the new one. Oh, the It remake? Didn't we discuss it on the podcast? No, we were going to. Oh, maybe I, because I know we discussed something about It. We talked about the original, I think. Oh, okay. It's been a while. So you just saw the remake. Did you like it? <laughs> I was completely terrified, actually. Now I'm afraid of clowns. Thanks so oh, much. Yay. Thank you so much. I it's, hate everybody. It's <laughs> a fucking good movie. The, the, um, the lead actress in that's really good. I know I discussed that movie with somebody. It maybe, wasn't me. Maybe I had a, a guest on or something. Mm-hmm. Guest on. Uh, I think that was during the... Um, the American Massacre episode when when Bobby and the band were here. The we discussed I, it. Yeah, okay. you guys did. Okay. Sadly. You weren't here for that, right? No. Aww. I never got to meet Bobby. I mean, you can meet him. He's I know him. <laughs> Just hey, Bobby, you want to run through one day? <laughs> 
run run through run through i don't know how people summon run... others to like podcasts what is run through that sounds like a sexual thing <laughs> like hey bobby you want to run through one day huh? <laughs> that's a that's a weird thing but yeah yeah did you want to meet him because uh he was in dead rabbits or Please. Oh. Also, I'm gonna meet up Craig soon for when he goes to Chicago. Oh, uh, probably through Danny, right? Yep. Yeah, and Danny also him. another person I know named Sam. Oh, okay. And my ex. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Bobby's a regular dude. You can meet him very easily. Uh, all right, so I know this is a very short episode, but thank you guys for tuning back in. We're gonna try to not wait months between episodes and. Let's see if we get all our fans back from that random town. I forgot what the name of the town was. Oh, Menlo Park? Yeah, I think so. It was like in California. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see if we get any of our fans (laughs) back after this huge delay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and checking out the episode. We appreciate you. And we will be back in a less amount of time. So have a good one, buddies. Oh, God.